0: Folks, as you mentioned uh, about his paper. So, when you talk about uh, import export, right, all that's done in the government offices, right? Who's the distributor? Who's the deliverer? Who assigns uh, the jobs? Who gets this and who gets that? And Malcolm saw how that works. He saw different ethnic groups in, in different positions of power within a city and an ordinance. And it went back to our people and he gave them an astute political breakdown on how these things work and how you should vote and who you should put in. Everybody that you should put in, you should know, right? When we had our small towns, right, the uh, the school master, the headmaster, right, The, the educator, the president, you know, the principal, we knew they lived right down the street. They lived across the street. They lived across town. They were married to us. We were connected to them as opposed to nowadays and during that time, individuals whom we never seen or met before who live 20 to 30 miles away and no connection with us down there in these power positions. And they're bringing their own people in where their own people don't have a connection with our people. You see, you treat treat a brethren or a cousin that you know in a power position differently than you would somebody else because you know that person doesn't care about you. You see, so the duality of everything comes down To politics, the street sign, the stop sign, all these different things. How money is distributed, wages, uh, the type of housing that was there, all this stuff, you know, was political. And he focused his energies on that. Again, I I mentioned this before in a previous uh, interview. Before before he died, he was supposed to go to China speak at a uh, big convention there, revolutionaries. Then after that, he was going to come in and build up his organization, his local organization, the OAAU, right? He was going. Go door to door and build it up and get membership and focus on politics there in New York City. So they knew this. The, the lead class knew this. The, those federal agents knew this. They couldn't allow them to do that. Because imagine the FaceTime that they were given Malcolm X during that time. Now he's knocking on your door asking you to be a part of his organization. Of course you're going to join. Now he can get his They didn't want, a, they didn't want another political Marcus Garvey UNIA, Right? That during his time, during the height of the UNIA, it, they had about 40% of blacks part of that organization. About 2 million, I believe. And we were only like 4 or 5 million counted. So you got half the blacks in the country part of the UNIA. And Marcus Garvey's is making power moves to improve the lives of our people. So Malcolm's idea and his agenda in terms of politics was going to be, hey, if we, we're going to choose our candidate and then we're going to vote for him. We're going to organize this whole thing and where we're at, we're going to control. You see. And he had the soldiers. If it came to that. He had the soldiers, the mafia ran certain things they had Bubba Johnson. So if it came to that, then he certainly was ready for it. Yeah. But unfortunately he never got the opportunity to Right. And on it.
1: And you know, uh, I guess when I talk talk about electoral politics and Malcolm X, I think one of the, his uh, greatest speeches was the ballot or the bullet. Right. Which he emphasized size uh electoral politics. And one other thing he talked about that the Democratic and Republican Party was two wings of the same bird. Do you think that still applies today?
0: Well, yes. Yeah. In, in the ballot and the bullet speech, he talked about how the different candidates knew each other. That they had gone to school, they had dealings with one another, that they would meet with one another. So he was, he was like, hey, we're being jabbed when he said you're being bamboozled. wings, you know. This is this game that you feel like you're choosing somebody that's for you and they're not for you. When he talked about Kennedy, he said he put you, you put him first and he put you last. You know, when he dealt with all the things he wanted to do, then he gets to you. And he wasn't in office very long, as we know, unfortunately, he was fascinated. But every president that was uh, president and held office during the time that Malcolm was alive, he was highly critical of him. And he talked about uh, the Negroes, as we called then, voting for these entities, getting them in office, and then the guy not even mentioning your name while he was in office. You know? So, um... um let, me, let me go back to the, the question you asked. Did ask that question again, brother? I'm sorry.
1: No, I was saying he was asking you, uh, is the... Uh situation that exists today the same when he said that the democrat and republican party was two wings of yeah. the same bird yes
0: yeah, yes 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 so yeah I, I wasn't answering the question so yes yeah. mm-hmm. so these individuals know each other you, you see trump and biden i'm sure nowadays remember i mentioned the camera and that old videos and pictures and stuff come out i'm sure you might have seen these these gentlemen together hanging out partying whatever and it's it's a game it's, it's, it's a movie it's, uh, it's a Broadway show, right? It's a, hey, we, we're, these are your two candidates. They've been dominating for so long. No other offices or no other uh, uh, political groups can come to power, have the resources enough to challenge the Democrat or the Republican Party people are trying to vote green, right, and, and put emphasis on, and shed light on them. Uh, independent as well. Uh, but all these the Democrat and Republican, they're, they're fused with money, so you always follow the money. When you look at the money behind them, you have to match that to really get an audience with the uh, the individuals that have been dominating and the group that has been dominating for so long. So yes, it's still a game amongst other Our people now are becoming more and more aware of the messages that have left in Dr. King and Mr. Malcolm. Malcolm talked about reparations, and there's a huge movement, once again, uh, that content creators now on YouTube, commentators, political commentary, has increased significantly since uh, the soapbox days of of Minister Malcolm and and others. And so they were able to reach a large audience almost instantly. And we've finally been operating on a code. And it's going to take a a long time, but I think we're in the right direction when we talk about the uh, reparations movement. And that no matter what, now we're having a political conscience where we're saying we don't care... Who is going for office? You let us know what your thoughts are on reparations, repairing the black American, economically and otherwise, in America, right? Cutting the check, as the language is called, right? And if you are serious about this, and if you have a plan of action to uh, disseminate resources to the aboriginal uh, free people here, then now we will look at you seriously as a candidate for president, but only if you can guarantee us some things, you have to show us something. And so our people finally have been, you know, on that code, and I think Malcolm, uh, in the other world is smiling because it's in the direction that would harm the state in their eyes anyway. I think we can, Blacks have showed historically, we have, we have repaired and helped and assisted every ethnic group that's ever existed. If they need help, we come helping without any guarantee of reciprocity right? We'll come and do it and then leave and hope that you will improve your lives based on the information, the knowledge that we've given you historically. That's how we historically move. If you give black people reparations, we can heal this country in 24 hours. But the state has always cut its nose off despite its face. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so we're still fighting the same fight.
1: Right. Well, on that, those thoughts, uh, I want to end because I want to say I want to thank you for conduct this interview, but I do want to say that reparation is another topic that I think we, I want to discuss with you, and I think we'll set up something to talk about that because that is a very important topic. I know that uh, Mac- on this day, February the 21st, Malcolm was assass- assassinated. Who killed Malcolm? That's another discussion. A lot of people say and we think that it was the government. That's a debate that has to be brought up and discussed. So, right. any last minute things you want to say uh, in reference to this date? Especially to the young people?
0: Uh, simply this, uh, young people should definitely do their research on Malcolm X. Uh, uh, very um, ardent and um, creative people have packaged Malcolm X in a way that they can be consumed by the younger group mm-hmm. in bits and pieces and different animations on uh, YouTube and Certainly you can do that in the past, it had to be books and really sitting down and reading a book of three or four hundred pages. I still would like for our young folks to do read most, uh, most definitely, but to get to that point, um, use your social media apps to look up Malcolm X and the different speeches and things that he, he's had, different videos people have created, and then from there, uh, that would light the fire or put the seeds in your mind to go and read the books and watch the documentaries and so on and so forth. and then. Uh, I think that will lead you to uh, uh, astute uh, political utilization of, of your skills and your knowledge and information that you, you will be given, and then you will start to act and organize. Uh, so that, that would be my message to young folks.
1: All right. And uh, thank you again. That's uh, Brother X. And I want to say uh, long live the views and thoughts of Malcolm X. Thank you, Brother X. Yeah.